Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Yeah, I think you guys have heard me talk about uh, many times that you know, in a perfect world, uh, you don't have a three-goalie um, system. But, you know, based on if you go back to training camp and the situation we were in, the situation around the league, we felt it was the right thing. Um, and then, obviously, ran into some injuries. Devin was out for a little while. Uh, Combs was out for a little while. So just kind of getting ourselves into a spot where this felt like the right time. You know, we also look look ahead at the schedule and... It's in a situation for Devin where um, you know maybe he was going to get in a game a week or something like that, and then we really aren't going to have much practice time in December. So this is all part of the process. We're super excited about Devin and believe in him, and just feel like this is an opportunity for him to get in a rhythm, get get uh, sharpened up, even through some more structured practice reps. And uh, that's something that um, we have the luxury, the ability to do right now, and I think it's the right right decision at this time. Practice reps began for Devin Levi, uh, along with Devin Cooley and Dustin Tokarski in Rochester today before they take on Belleville this weekend for a couple of games. Not a super heavy Amherst schedule coming up, but uh, undoubtedly more practice time for Levi, who now finds himself with the Amherst. Welcome into the show with Marty on Brian. Um, we talked about this yesterday, then it happened. So uh, you look at Buffalo's goaltending situation now, um, like what... What's the bigger story, that Levi is in Rochester or that you're thinking Lukanen may get a run of games here? <laughs> well, I mean, we we talked about it yesterday, more of the angle of, is it time for Lukanen to play more games, right? Because right. after the New York Rangers game, uh, the question was asked to Don Granado, and Granado said, well, we don't want to put too much on him. And that's maybe more of a post-game reaction. Like, I just finished playing a game. I haven't thought about what's coming up. And then yesterday morning, he goes on WGR in the morning show, and he says, no, oh, he goes, his performance now are, you know, going to be that he'll play more. So I think it all comes together. Um, mm -hmm. The big story today for me is obviously they made the decision now to send Levi down to Rochester. And there's no timetable. It's not like, let's get him down for two weeks and let's reevaluate. You evaluate all the time, but there's not a timetable on when would Levi be back to Buffalo. I think a part of that is because Lukanen is playing well that you don't have to to worry about that side of things. But for me, it's okay. The Sabres don't have three goalies anymore, which I have been calling for for a year and a half. Like it's a really tough situation to get playing time. Number two, this is what's best for Devin Levi. And eventually this is what's best for the Buffalo Sabres. 
he he hasn't played like I don't want to say played well because there's flashes, there's moments, but overall, mm-hmm. this is not the type of start to the season that Devin Levi wanted to have, and that the Sabres wanted Devin Levi to have. So, how do you get Devin Levi oh. to work on his game and be like going back upwards? And it's about development, it's about you know, playing time, it's about practice time, and this will happen in Rochester. So, even though the decision is well, okay, we don't have three goalies anymore, and it's what's probably better for the team, better for the organization, better for Lukanen moving forward, but it's also better for Devin Levi at this moment, and that's why the decision was made now. Um, Certainly not all on Levi, and that's the thing when you were saying, you know, he would have liked to have been better and whatever. I mean, the team, clearly, according to the GM, hasn't, and the standings, <laughs> hasn't yeah. been where it needs to be. So the hard part is not knowing what's next other than what the schedule tells us is next. But now they move forward into uh, you know, a very busy month of December mm-hmm. and they'll do so with two goalies. But right now they've got potentially five guys on the fourth line and they're still carrying eight defensemen. So this is all on the heels of uh, calling up Brandon Byro today. Yep. But uh, Kulik and Rosean remain and Greenway return to practice. So they have uh, an abundance. Um, if you'll pardon the reissuing of that word from three years ago. And, um, you know, I just, I'm not sure where it's going to go here. My my gut says that Byro's coming up and, and Greenway's ready, then maybe one of, uh, or both, Kulik and Rosé and go back to Rochester. Okay, so 10 games in 17 days coming up, starting mm-hmm. tomorrow night in St. Louis. Extremely busy, as you just pointed out. Um, look, <sighs> I, I calling up Brendan Byro was also like something that we've discussed. And Kevin Adams has, has talked about it this morning as the roster flexibility. He f- hasn't felt like they were handcuffed in their roster decisions this year with having three goalies or with having eight defensemen. He says Don Granado actually likes having eight defensemen in practices because of being able to have pairs of defense. You got four lines, got four sets of defense. You roll through them. It makes for a good practice. I know that um, it works for coaches. My brother, when he was with the Washington Capitals in 0506, uh, was it 0506? Yeah, 0506. He was the eighth defenseman and he stayed in the NHL all season long. Why? Because they're like the coach there was like, I love having a D in practice and you're my eighth defenseman. And so he was a little frustrated with that. But at the same time, he was in the NHL waiting for that opportunity. So mm-hmm. the Kevin Adams says that they haven't been tight with the roster because of that situation. But now making the decision to have Levi and Rochester opens up a roster spot. Uh, So they call up Brendan Byro. There's still a question mark as to what's going to happen with Jordan Greenway. So that needs to be figured out today because the Sabres are leaving today to go to St. Louis. You're not going to take 24 healthy players on the road and tomorrow all of a sudden have to make a decision and say, well, we're sending somebody back after practice. They'll figure it out. They may be a transaction on the roster that's going to be made, but Brendan Byro is getting called up now because you have an extra spot and you can call him up and you have that flexibility with the roster moving forward as to, you know, having an extra player as opposed to having three goaltenders. But you would probably agree Byro was utilized. First of all, Byro earned more through the preseason, earned the first call up, and has played more in his time with the Sabres than either of the recent recalls. So 
if the recent recalls aren't going to, other than Biro, aren't going to play very much, what is the benefit of keeping them here at this moment? Well, yes, you're absolutely right. The same reasoning behind uh, Devin Levi going to Rochester that it's best for him for his development. If Mm. you're not going to have Yuri Kulik in the lineup, then his best place for development is to go back to Rochester. Brendan Mm. Byrow is a little bit more experienced, has been around a little longer and can come in to Buffalo and maybe play, maybe be the extra guy. But I don't think you want Yuri Kulik to be the extra guy. If Jordan Greenway is reinserted in the lineup tomorrow and Isaac Roseanne is going to play, and then you have your 12 forwards and you need an extra because you're on the road trip, maybe Byro fits that spot better than Yuri Kulik would. And then you make that decision. But there's, you know, Kevin Adams mentioned that he's going to have a conversation with Jordan Greenway, see where they're at, and then they'll make that decision. But I do agree with your uh, your assessment is Brendan Byro's getting called up not to be sent back down later today or tomorrow morning. He's going to be on the trip, in my opinion, and would either play or be the extra guy. They probably don't want Yuri Kulik to be the extra guy and miss that playing time in Rochester if he's not going to play for the Sabres. Um... Do you think there's any possibility that Zach Benson actually ends up going to the World Juniors? Um, that was an interesting question and one that I was kind of, you know, very listen, listening very much and paying attention to, you know, the conversation that Kevin Adam, Adams was having with the media. But also when he talked about having that conversation with Scott Salmon, who I know well from Team Canada, um, through my time at the World Juniors and my time at the World Championship, he's been there for a long, long time. And um, so they obviously would want Zach Benson to be there. Um, at this moment, as we speak, um, I think Zach Benson makes the Buffalo Sabres better. It's the same argument I have from when everybody was talking about playing game number 10. And you and I, Duffer, were talking about it and we said, game number 10 doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's about if he is an NHL player, if he makes the team better, and where is Zach Benson at for his development? And his development is is continued to get better and better and better every day at the NHL level. It hasn't plateaued. It hasn't dropped off. It keeps getting better. So if if you needed a deadline at, at 1 p.m. today to say Zach Benson has to either be sent or loaned to Team Canada or stay with Buffalo, right now, I would say he's not going to Team Canada. He's staying with the Buffalo Sabres. But obviously, there's no deadline today, and there's plenty of time to be able to evaluate that. I think that Tage Thompson and Jack Quinn uh, evaluation as to when they come back will also be in the cards. If, If Thompson and Quinn are more scheduled to be middle of January as opposed to Christmas, that will play in the decision. That will definitely play in the decision. And we don't have that information, but Kevin Adams will in a week to 10 days, and then we'll be able to make that decision. But if you ask me today, if Zach Benson going to go play for Team Canada, the World Juniors, as of now, I would say, no, he's a Buffalo Sabres. He would stay for, with Buffalo, just like Max Potros is with the Boston Bruins. He's not going to Team Canada. Boston Bruins have made that decision already with Zach Benson. Kevin Adams is just going to wait and see. But as of now, I would say he's with the Buffalo Sabres. Do players really want to go to the World Junior when they're in this position? 
again, I, I talk about my brother sometimes because he he went through some experiences that I didn't, right? He was a 19-year-old in the National Hockey League. He was with the New York Islanders, a team that was not good. Um, and he went to the World Juniors. And he had massive expectations when he went to the World Juniors. And they mm-hmm. underperformed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even think they got a medal that year. And it was a huge disappointment. Then he came back to the NHL. He was... He was excited to get the experience to represent his country because he had never done it at any level, under 18, any level. But I remember when he left, he's like, I'm leaving the NHL. This is not like leaving the AHL or, you know, taking some time off through your junior career or your college career. You're you're leaving the NHL. You don't know if anything will happen that you may never come back. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's a tricky, tricky thing. Yes. If you get loaned to the World Juniors, you're going to say all the the right things. But I want to say that most players in that situation are like, if I can stay in the NHL, I want to stay in the NHL. That's it. Like the World Juniors is a great tournament, but everybody at the World Juniors wants to be in the NHL, right? Like not everybody in the NHL want to be in the World Juniors. They want to be in the NHL. That's the basic, you know, bottom line of it all. So three in the next four days for the Sabres, then next Tuesday, it's December 5th, it's Native American Heritage Night, and we want you to be there as the Sabres take on the wings. There will be ways to honor and celebrate uh, Indigenous culture and history throughout the game, so get your tickets at sabres.com slash tickets. So as we roll on here on Sabres Live, St. Louis is next on the docket. Dan Dunleavy is heading there shortly. Hello, Dan. How are you? Good, gentlemen. How are you? Well, Marty's probably better than me, but that's a normal day-to-day thing. So, All right, I have change, my. Let's change, uh, let's change that then. I've <laughs> I've been I've been in my truck for forty-eight hours plowing driveways. I've been loving it. So uh, I don't know how much snow did you get uh, by you, Dan? Uh, did you guys get a foot, a foot and a half? Is was it bad? Uh, yeah, we got enough that, and I know uh, both of you are familiar with this surroundings. That when we when I got home the other night. I knew that one of my neighbors was out at about midnight uh, blowing the driveway so I could get up. Uh, we got a bit of a hill on our laneway here. But when <laughs> I turned the corner in the neighborhood, I saw the plow had been by. And I thought, it doesn't matter if he's already done the driveway. I won't be able to get in the bottom because we're at the, we're on a curve oh, at, the no. end, at the end of the street. So we get every – everybody else gets a foot and a half. We get four. It's just the way it is. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not complaining. But anyway, to answer your question um, – Jim across the road, great neighbor. He took care of me, made sure I could get up the hill. And uh, I've been out there all morning today, too. I just started looking at social media, knowing that we were coming on, uh, keeping an eye on what Kevin Adams had to say, because like you, Marty, I just stepped in the door. So Yeah, no, the the good thing about being in the truck with a plow is that I can have the radio on, I can have podcasts on, I can have anything mm-hmm. on. So, so the other night I was listening to the Sharks game after our game, just plowing away so i've done that for the last two days so, so it's I. been great i was listening to ruzanowski call that game too i didn't hear the end of it but yeah that was company uh, for the drive yeah it was a really we talked about justin bailey had a pretty good game in that game but okay um like quickly you you know i've been on the road now a couple of games you guys came back home you're going on the road for a couple more and a lot in yep. december um upl he he's played really well levi obviously sent down to rochester when you see the guys in the locker room or around at practice or in the bus, in the airport, airplane or whatever, like what's the sense with UPL? I feel like everybody is so confident when he's in the crease. And maybe that's why the decision was finally made that, okay, we're going to run with UPL a little bit more. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting because I haven't specifically spoken to you know players about UPL, but certainly the sense I've got from just being around him, and, and you know, really as much as the two of you as well. To be honest with you, on the road we get so much access, but he is walking with a different air of, you know, maybe it's a better understanding, Marty, of the game, and also better understanding after an off season of working on what it is he can control with his game. There might still be areas of the game that you know he might still fight or try to get a better handle on, but I think the overall game when it comes to positioning and not appearing as if he's running around the net too much. So that save right there, however, was a nice one that he had to move around a bit on, but um, I just get a sense of confidence from him. And in talking to him in the room after the game, the other night in New York, uh, I went up and had a very brief about 60 second chat with him and just kind of said to him that you're, you're feeling it, aren't you? And he says, I am. He says, but the big thing is when the team feels it in front of me, and I sure, Marty, when you played, it's the same thing. When the team feels like they're dialed in, it almost helps. I mean, I'm going to assume the goaltender can dial in a little bit yeah. too. Now, you want to be dialed in all the time. I get it. But when everyone's clicking, when every line is contributing, then you kind of feel this, all right, now it's it's my turn, my turn to contribute. And if everyone else is struggling in front of you, I think sometimes you can get sucked into that lull of doubt a little bit. And when the team has struggled, I think everyone's maybe fallen victim to that. But when they're going, as we saw in New York, uh, compared to New Jersey, there's a lot of confidence really amongst all of them. Yeah, often we say, show me a good coach, I'll show you a good goalie. Show me a good team, I'll show you a good goalie. Uh, But the goalies definitely feel from the team in front of them when they play well. With players, it's different. And and with J.J. Paterka, we could say that it doesn't really matter if the team has played well or not well. We have really liked how JJ has performed and what he's brought to the ice. Um, What have you seen and liked from JJ and how he's, he's leading with his play on the ice? Yeah. I asked Razor if I'm seeing the right thing here when I watch him play and just, he's straight ahead with his game. There's, there's nothing that's going East West about his game. Uh, Everything when he gets the puck in getting to spaces where the puck will be, um, you know, following up on that Olofsson, uh, when the puck initially went into his area in front of the net, he kind of mm-hmm. scoops it up and he just drags it in. He, he's getting the areas directly. And I think that's something that everyone talks about when you're, you're looking at skaters and how they're contributing on the ice. Some teams is Rob. When we talked before the game about the Rangers, he said, all right, we're going to get ready here to call a game where the Rangers are going to go, you know, across the ice, all the way up the ice. They're going to try to spread you out. They're going to try to use their speed and isolate guys that way. I find with the Sabres, if they start moving ahead, the faster they do it, the quicker they get to it because of the the speed they have with, with these younger players. Not not everyone's going to outrace everybody, but if you take a direct line approach to the puck, you're going to have success. So for me, JJ's had that also. You guys have had him on the show probably a ton of times. I don't know the vibe that you get from him, but when I see him just walking around the ring, he is he's an all-business dude. Um, I haven't really taken a lot of opportunities to get to know him personally, but the hockey player I see is... Uh, I hesitate in saying this, but I'll say the first time I ever met, and I'm not saying he's Jonathan Taves, so please don't go there. But the first time I ever met Jonathan Taves, I just thought this guy is all business when it comes to playing the game. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying they're the same two guys as far as what happens on the ice, but as far as the mental approach to the game, I get that sense from JJ and I like it. I love it. He comes to the rink, uh, morning skates on the road, guys. He's just got this kind of stone game face on him. Uh, Game time comes and he's got the same thing. So I like that. I remember we talked to Duffer quickly. We talked to uh, Derek Roy, right, about J.J. Paterka when they played together in Germany. And one of the first things Roy said is, 
the guy is really confident. You can see it in, in his body language. And I love like when they showed the clips of the players uh, getting to the rink, like they're walking to the hallway and, you know, their outfits and whatever. You see with J.J. Paterka, there's a there's a confidence, not just on the ice, but off the ice, right? Good looking yeah. dude, dresses well, presents himself well. And 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 it it shows it radiates out of them. So I think that's awesome, Duffer. What uh, are you seeing in the use of seven defensemen and how the how you view the game when they're constantly or regularly changing pairs and what you're seeing from the the group of seven? And it's yeah. pretty much the same group of seven because <laughs> Bryson's yeah, exactly. not getting in yeah. very often. Yeah, so. yeah. And by the way, um, for what it's worth. Um, Jacob Bryson, who obviously doesn't like sitting out when he's doing those skates guys on the road. And you've seen, uh, when players are in these situations, um, you know, I'll say this in New York the other day, he had a smile on his face and he's working his tail off and he was working extremely hard uh, with the two goaltenders that were not starting, uh, in New York. So anyway, just a short aside, he's, he's taken the right approach to this and just waiting for an opportunity wherever, whenever that may be. But the 11 and seven, first of all, Brian, from a doing of the job perspective, uh, I'm worried I've got the wrong number half the time the guys are on the ice now because you're, you start juggling guys a little bit, right? So you get used to pairings and, okay, so if, if 33's got the puck over here, this guy should be over there, but now you're you're juggling guys. But as far as how it's working for the team, um, I don't know. I sense, I mean, certainly from the New York game, you sense the confidence in it that they could withstand defensively um, if anyone needed minutes picked up by somebody else that that was going to happen, whether it be Eric Johnson, whether it be Rasmus Dahlin needs an extra, give him 30 seconds more on the bench. Now, Henry Yokihari's back in the lineup, so you put him on the ice, who, by the way, talk about a guy that did not want to be sat, no kidding, uh, Captain Obvious the other night, but he came up to Razor and I in the press box, and he just gave us this look, and you knew that the next time he was in, he would have, you know, along with everybody else in the team, an effect on the game, but... um I don't know if it was a message sent to Henry, but certainly whatever it was, Henry took it to heart and he just had this kind of that same JJ Paterka kind of scowl all business look on his face. So I like that. So 11 and seven has done a lot of things. I mean, if it's fueled guys to compete for ice time on the defensive end, if it's given Eric Johnson some time to not have to play more than um, the average minutes, I don't know if they're what seven or eight a game at, at most for him. I'm not sure right now. I'd have to look that up, but uh, I think it's worked for that, Brian. Um, at the same time, I will admit that before the game against the Rangers, I was excited to see what Yuri Kulik could do in a game like that against New York. I thought that might have been a game that he might bring out more after the New Jersey experience from his game. So we'll have to wait for that moment whenever that might be. Yeah, Kulik didn't didn't get back in another game, but Roseanne did. So yeah. what uh, what did you see in game two? with Isaac Roseanne that we didn't really see in game one. And unfortunately it was just a bad game for everybody. So it was yeah. definitely not on him. Yeah. Uh, he was just on like one of the the passengers on the bus. He, he wasn't well, driving that bus the wrong direction. And this sounds really stupid to say, but maybe the fact it was such a bad game for everybody meant it was only going to be up, you know, get better the next time out yeah. for guys that were making their first NHL appearance that, you know, the entirety of the team wasn't good. So it's not, even if Kulik and Roseanne played well, for what was expected out of them in New Jersey, which was probably not a heck of a lot. Just don't turn the puck over and get on the right side of the game. Even if they did that, you probably didn't notice it that much because everything else was just not working. So in the Rangers game, I did notice that there were a couple of battles on the boards. Specifically, we were playing from left to right. I could see Roseanne down on the boards on the right side, helping retrieve a puck off the wall. And once that, you know, 80% portion of the game was won and he had a hand in that, 
then the puck got to an area where the rest of the forwards on his line could try to do something with. So that to me, even though it was just a moment, I remember at least is one that does come to mind that, you know, he got a sense about his timing, when to get in the battle and when to stay also on the right side of the place. So uh, it's, it's a brief encounter with, Hey, that looked good, but it was one that I remember. Marty. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, now I, I, you know, uh, is, is, did Eric Comrie pass out cigars when he returned? Because, uh, that was the, the thing to do when I was young. So I remember like my, you know, cousins and then niece and nephews when they were born, they, you, you know, the dads yeah. would show up at work and passing out cigars. I did that when I got my, my kids, right? I showed up at the rink with cigars. Um, Eric Comrie, new father, and uh, it's always you know fun when it's the first time. So, did he yep. pass out cigars? Does th- does it still happen in the workplace where uh, when a baby is born, you pass out cigars? I don't know. I, I pass out cigars every time I get married, so I bought a few. <laughs> um, I, uh, a few, bo- a few boxes. He, yeah, he, <laughs> I have a share in a company now. He, um, <laughs> if he did bring it back, he didn't share any with yours truly, which is fine. Uh, you know, I mean, everyone from what I saw was just very happy to see him, shook his hand, and and, and what have you. So uh, I don't know. Eric's always got a smile on his face, doesn't he? Yeah. He's always got this look that I don't know if you need a cigar from him, you just need to see him. You know, be in the room and around the guy. So. Um, he may have, I don't know, but I don't have as long an answer as the question for you. No, but yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, that I, was for Duffer, I'll, by the way, that comment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say this. I, I don't know that, um, one year I passed chocolate cigars because, uh, you know, we got to be responsible like and, uh, yeah. you know, we're professional athletes. So I don't want to pass out yeah. real cigars. I passed out chocolate cigars. So that was yeah. maybe a healthier uh, version of, uh, the, well, did you, you did you pass out cigars when you had your girls? Did, was that a common practice? No, no, no. I, yeah. no maybe it was just exa- a Quebec thing. I don't no, you're know. You're trying to set an example, Marty. That's not it. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can pass on some real behind the scenes uh, stuff on the road. Razor is working out in the gym on the road again, so he's getting very no. fit. Getting very fit. He's in shape. I'm sure he'll be on the treadmill when we land in Missouri today. Uh, so that's the update from the road travels that I can't give. That he doesn't. That mean away. he'll be able to button up his collar at some point. Uh, no, not a chance. no. Okay. That's just not razor. No, that's not razor. I do have those extenders, right, Duffer? Yeah. You remember, I I carry those extender that connect the one button. All oh, the, the extenders. Hole. Yes, we need to bring. So them it back. gives I, you I an extra them. inch uh, if you need it. I may have to yeah. uh, Christmas gift for Razor. Maybe well, uh, those extenders. Yeah, Duffer will appreciate this. I I picked up a shirt, uh, one suit, two shirt travel when you have just a couple of games. So it did a yep. last time. I packed a shirt that needs cufflinks, and I did not realize that. So I needed cufflinks and luckily there was a uh, Macy's across the road from where we were and you found a set of cufflinks and it's, a tie clip which I've not worn a tie clip in years it's uh, I'll tell that. you this cufflinks uh, nobody would notice my shirt sleeves was so dirty last game I don't know what happened but the jacket covered it up just perfectly but then I was <laughs> exposed by a, uh, a, a a slight comment about my sleeve, so I showed it to the camera. I will let you know, Duffer. I <laughs> I spot uh, spot treated the uh, sleeve, and it came out ninety nine percent clean. There's still a little dash of purple, but it there came out clean. So guys, just I want to let you know. Yeah, I clean my sh- before every trip. I clean my shoes. I just scrub my. Uh, you know, everyone's wearing uh, fashion runners with their suits now these days. Yeah. So I scrub the heck out of them before we go on the road. So they get comments for being squeaky clean. 
Yeah, tough time of year to keep them that way. Uh, yes. have a good... I'm, we're wearing the Ugg boots onto the plane today. That's for <laughs> nice. sure. Yeah, Marty would go with the slippers. Dan, have a safe trip. We'll talk. All to right, you guys. Soon. Thank you. Nice talking we're to you. Oh, for one with the slippers, I can't do it anymore. Oh, for two, slippers, actually, Marty. Duffer. Oh, for two, do can't do it. No, <laughs> we're back after this on Sabers Live. Stay with us. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 